Hey guys, it's the Pylon Sports Podcast here. Just wanted to let you know the app Anchor has been super easy and super helpful with me starting my own podcast. It's free, super just understanding on how to, you know, start your own podcast, you know, gives details, gives explanations, and it's just been the best app to start, you know, my first ever podcast, and I'm super thankful for Anchor. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, I recommend going through Anchor. This is the Pylon Sports Podcast, signing out. What is going on, guys? It is the Pylon Sports Podcast, here for another episode. It's been a couple of days since I've made an episode. I think I'm going to start like with a schedule, so like maybe like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Friday, Sunday, something like that. We're gonna I'm going to figure out a schedule. Um, I'll probably update that on my Instagram, the Pylon Sports Podcast. You can check that out. But today, it's a little bit of a different episode. We're not covering news <clears throat> or doing like a mock draft, anything like that. Today, I'm just going to be ranking, in my opinion, the top five best quarterbacks this season. It's not going to be by their career, you know, like say like because Tom Brady would be number one, obviously. It's going to be just how which top five quarterbacks played the best in the 2020-2021 season. And I promise it's not biased. Um, I wrote down the stats. I'm looking at the stats. You got to go with the facts, and it's it's going to be controversial probably with the one and two spot. Um, I think three, four, and five are just easily set in stone right there, but let's get right into it. So the way I'm doing this is I'm going to say the quarterback, the record that they had when they start, like in their starts, go over some stats and some other things like that, maybe like their best game, worst game, anything like that. You guys will understand it. It's pretty simple. But at number five, we got Russell Wilson. This season, Russell Wilson as a starter went 12-4. and four. In, the, in the season, he had 4,212 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions with a 69 nice completion percentage. Also had 83 rushing yards for two touchdowns, so a combined of 42 touchdowns. Or, yeah, 42 touchdowns. At the beginning of the season, Russell Wilson literally looked like the MVP. Through week, through week seven, he had 26 touchdowns and six interceptions. He was phenomenal. He was slinging it for over 300 yards consistently. But that second half of the season was really where he kind of slowed down. It was it, I looked at the stats. Pretty much after the loss to the Bills where he threw two touchdowns and two picks, his touchdown to interception ratio was not as crazy as you want to say it was at the beginning of the season. He was averaging you know, one to two touchdowns with a pick here and there. He just kind of fell off towards the end of the season, and everyone thought through the first half of the season, this was Russell Wilson's year to finally, finally win an MVP. But unfortunately, it it just wasn't. Got to the playoffs, and he struggled. I mean, if you look at the normal stats, maybe, but once you look at the completion percentage, it was poor. They lost to the Rams, um, which was surprising to a lot of people. A lot of people had the Seahawks getting possibly to the NFC Championship game, but that just didn't happen. He threw for 174 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but a 40% completion percentage. That is terrible. A lot of times when you see a quarterback throw under 60, under 66, 65, 64, anything lower than that, you're looking at a struggling QB that can't make passes or his receivers just aren't creating separation or the defensive pressure was there, kind of with the Rams. You know, this guy named Aaron Donald exists. But 
the Rams just dominated. Jalen Ramsey was playing great defense. John Johnson was doing his thing. Aaron Donald, Samson Epicom. You know, you got the beast Jared Goff as your quarterback who didn't really do much that game either. <clears throat> but Russell Wilson had a phenomenal season but came up short because of the second-half struggles. At number four, we have the guy with 30 nicknames according to Pro Football Reference. It's Tom Brady. I swear to God, he had like seven nicknames. I'm not even kidding you. It was ridiculous. But Tom Brady, as a starter, went 11-5. and five. Obviously, after week 12, undefeated, you know, when they lost to the Chiefs. And we'll talk about his uh, touchdown-interception ratio after that. But he killed it. He literally killed it this year. 4,633 passing yards, 40 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Also had six um, rushing yards with three touchdowns. He ran the ball like 30 times, by the way. He averaged like 0.2 yards a carry. I looked at that. I thought that was pretty funny. The Bucks started off slow. Obviously, if you remember week one against the Saints, I watched that game because I wanted to see him, you know, play for the Bucks and see what that was going to be like. And he threw a pick six. Pick six. Janoris Jenkins took that shit to the house. And everyone thought, okay, this is going to be a down year for Tom Brady. We might be seeing the decline of Tom Brady. And it looked that way at the beginning of the season. They started off slow. They were, you know, towards the bottom of the division, you know, teetering around 500. But then, you know, they started to pick it up after week 12. Tom Brady proceeded to go 12 touchdowns to one interception after week 12. So week 13 to week 17, he threw 12 touchdowns and only one pick while they went undefeated. And then obviously, obviously the Bucks, you know, dominated the playoffs, won the Super Bowl, Tom Brady won Super Bowl MVP. It was... It was good. In his playoff run, he had 10 touchdowns and three picks. All his three picks came in that Green Bay game where he had three touchdowns and three picks. Green Bay was really the only team that looked like they were going to stop Tom Brady. Obviously, the um, Washington, they put up a fight, but, you know, they just couldn't pull it off. And then Green Bay, and then obviously, uh, obviously uh, Kansas City. That was just pure domination, pure, pure domination. But <laughs> that's that's really it. Tom Brady, 43 years old, still going to keep playing, and he had a great season. Obviously, he wasn't an MVP co- an MVP candidate, but he, if it wasn't for the guys above him, the next three guys, which everyone's going to know the top three, just depends on the order, he could have possibly won an MVP at 43 years old. At number three, we got Patrick Mahomes. He went 14-1 and as a starter this year. Obviously, he didn't play Week 17. There was no need for him to play Week 17, so he sat. In the, in the 15 games he played this season, he had 4,740 yards, 38 touchdowns with only 16 or 6 picks, with a 66 completion percentage, also had 62 rushing yards and 2 touchdowns. Just like Russell, just like Russell Wilson, Mahomes started the first half of the season so dominant, so dominant. In his first nine games, he had a touchdown interception ratio of twenty six to one. In the first nine games, he only threw one pick. I can't even do that on Madden rookie mode. Like that's just crazy. He was dominant all season long. He just he's a tank. Patrick Mahomes is a pure tank. Whether he's playing against the Chargers, rolling out to the right, throwing gunslingers to Tyree Kill or just bombing it to Travis Kelsey. He's so good. Pedram Holmes is literally so good. And I I hate being a Bills fan because we're going to have to deal with him, 
in the future because the Bills are now a contending team. We're going to have to deal with him for the next 15 years if he stays healthy. The only game when I looked at his box scores that was were like looked like a struggling game to where I was like, oh, he kind of struggled. And I did watch parts of this game. It was week 13 against Miami. They still won the game, by the way, where he threw 393 yards, almost 400. Also had two touchdowns, but three picks, and was sacked three times. If you remember, that was like a, what, a 30-yard sack? Maybe, I think it might have been by Jerome Baker or uh, Emmanuel Agba. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but he got sacked for like 30 yards. And that was the game that I looked at that looked like was really his, his only game that he like truly, truly struggled because he really struggled to move the ball toward in you know the second half of the game. They were just gunslinging it all, all day long, whereas passing yards looked just incredible. It reminded me a lot of Dak Prescott at the beginning of the season. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys were always losing, and he was just slinging it all day. So he was killing, killing the passing yards, by the way, whether he's throwing for over 300 or 400 a freaking game. I think he almost threw for 500 unless he did. Don't remember. But Patrick Mahomes was phenomenal. The only, if you look at the playoffs against the Bills, he handled his business. Against the Browns, handled his business until, you know, he got hurt. He he wasn't phenomenal in the Browns game, though. He wasn't, like, phenomenal. He was decent, but he wasn't phenomenal. And then against the Bucks, I'm not going to blame it on him entirely. That O-line literally sucked ass, and I feel so bad for Patrick Mahomes. He was running for his life out there. It was like he had a bounty on his ass. That Bucks pass rush, pass rush, wow, tongue twister, literally gave him hell. But Patrick Mahomes sits at the number three spot, and here we go. The biasness of Parker Page comes out. At number two, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you guys can figure out who number one's going to be, but we'll get into that. I swear it's not biased. Literally, I swear. Um, Aaron Rodgers as a starter went 13-3. and three. He had 4,299 passing yards <clears throat> for 48 touchdowns and five interceptions with a 71% complete completion. Also had 149 rushing yards and three touchdowns. So he played really well. He really played really well this season. Obviously, he was the MVP. So there's obviously he 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 deserved it. He he really deserved it. I'm not going to sit here and say that Aaron Rodgers didn't deserve MVP because he did. He did. There's no debate about it that he didn't deserve MVP. But we got to look at the stats, everything like that, advanced stats, you know, rushing, passing, impact on the team, anything like that. But through eight weeks, I, I like doing these for these quarterbacks, like to see how they started a week or like this like combined branch of what they did through the season. But through the first eight weeks of the season, Aaron Rodgers had 22 touchdowns to only two interceptions. He was damn near freaking phenomenal. He was more than phenomenal. He was the best quarterback in the league playing over Russell Wilson. Yes, over Russell Wilson the first eight weeks, obviously, um, touchdowns were a little bit lower, but interception, interceptions were a lot lower. Um, but man, he was just so good. And he, and you look at his team, he's got Aaron Jones and he's got Devontae Adams. I mean, you got Robert Tunyon, who should have been a pro bowler. You have Al Lazard, who's okay. We all know how I feel about, um, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. I hate him. He sucks, but 
he was just so good. In my opinion, though, his best game of the season, there were so many good games that he had this season, but I had to go with week one. Against against the Vikings, 364 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, with a 73% completion. He was torching the Vikings. And obviously the Vikings, their defense isn't great. Their secondary is not good. You had Michael Pierce sit out the season. Jeff Gladney is probably their best corner if you want to go with him. Harrison Smith, he's, you know, getting older. Their their defense isn't great, and that's what I hope they look towards in the draft. Obviously, they probably might go um, O-lineman with the first round, but we'll have to see. But Aaron Rodgers was so good. He was so good. I mean, even against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he still had 346 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked five times, though which ultimately led to the downfalls when you're getting sacked five times. It's going to be hard to do anything because you're losing, what, four to seven yards potentially on sacks? I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers, he won the MVP. Obviously, I was upset that uh, my boy Josh Allen didn't get it, but Josh Allen will get it next year. <laughs> At number one, the Messiah, the person that's leading the Bills to the promised land, it's Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen. Um... I know people are just going to disagree with me like crazy, but I had to go with Josh Allen, especially watching him through the entire season, watching his growth from the first two years where I was pissed off watching Josh Allen to this year. There's some reasons why I put him over Aaron Rodgers. First, before we talk about stats or anything, the Bills went 13-3 and with Josh Allen as a starter, same as Aaron Rodgers, by the way. But how many people can say, besides you know big Bills fans, Coming into the season, they're like, Josh Allen, he's going to have a breakout year. Josh Allen's going to have a breakout year where he comes second in MVP and the Bills go to the conference championship. I would love to know how many people that weren't Bills fans that thought that. Because through, through the first two seasons, Josh Allen was shit. He really was. I hate being that guy. I really hate being that guy that's going to be rude and criticize. But Josh Allen really struggled. He really struggled. There's there's really nothing for me to say besides that because he was not good. He really wasn't. There, there just wasn't much to go off of. He was very inconsistent, very just playing too much hero ball for Josh Allen at the start off his, to start off his career. But he turned it around this season. Stefan Diggs really helped out obviously, but let's get into his stats. Josh Allen on the season had 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions with a 69% nice completion percentage. Also had the best rushing stats out of any of these quarterbacks with 421 yards and eight touchdowns. So that puts him at about 45, <clears throat> 45 touchdowns to 10 picks, obviously lower than Aaron or like worse than Aaron Rodgers. But still, if you can find a quarterback that can gunsling it and still scramble, that's a quarterback in today's NFL that I would want if I'm a general manager. Obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes and <clears throat> Kyler Murray and Lamar that can pass and run. But I would say Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are really the only two out of those four that you can trust throwing 50 yards down the field while also scram also scrambling. And Josh Allen also trucks the hell out of people. Ask, what was it, Kyle Van Noy? In Miami, how that felt. Anyways, after so week ten, 
the Bills lost a loss to the um, Arizona Cardinals on the Hail Murray, as they call it. And then after that, after that loss, Josh Allen had a ni- 19 touchdown to three interception ratio. I believe it was actually 16 passing touchdowns, but I also threw in his rushing touchdowns. So it was a 19 touchdown to three interception ratio for the last, what, six games, six, seven games. In the playoffs, he wasn't phenomenal. He he really wasn't. Um, as much as I wanted him to be phenomenal, he was decent. He he was decent. Um, he had about eight hundred and seventeen passing yards in the three games, which is a little low. Five touchdowns to one interception, which which it's a good ratio. But through three games in the playoffs, you're kind of open for a little more. But against the Colts, he played well. The Ravens game was just boring as hell. The only reason I would say the Bills really won that game was my boy Teron Johnson had that pick six for, like, what, 104 yards? Hell yeah. And then against the Chiefs, it, it wasn't fun. It really wasn't fun to watch because they were up 9 nothing and then lost by, like, 10 or some shit like that. But also in the playoffs, he had 145 rushing yards and one touchdown. Like I said before, my biggest reason for putting Josh Allen at number one is he is so dynamic. He's so dynamic. He can run. He can pass. He can throw it deep. He scanned the field so well this year compared to his first season. I just had to go with Josh Allen, number one. You can put Aaron Rodgers at number one, and then Mahomes and then Allen at two. I want to I wanna argue with you. I want to say you're dumb or wrong. But in my opinion, I would just rather have the guy that can do more and obviously he's younger, but that's not, you know, that doesn't go into who's a better quarterback by age. But I don't know. I would just much rather have the guy that can do both consistently and very well. Obviously, 48 passing touchdowns is crazy. And the three rushing touchdowns Rodgers had, so I'll put him at 51. Um, you can go either way. Rodgers at one, Josh Allen at one. Um, but that that that's that's it for today. Obviously, it's... It's a little bit different of an episode because I really wasn't sure what to talk about. We're in the middle of the offseason. we still got a while till the draft. still got a while to free agency. There's not a ton of news going on, especially with Deshaun Watson or JJY. He's taking his time like he does with DoorDash, like he said. But that's all I got for today. Let me know what you guys think about the list. Is Should Tom Brady be above Mahomes? Should someone else be in the top five? Was me putting Josh out number one? Stupid biasness? I don't know. Maybe. You guys let me know. I hope you guys have a fantastic day whenever you're watching this, you know, today, tomorrow, two years from now, 25 years from now, maybe. We'll see. Um, I hope everyone has a fantastic day. This is the Pylon Sports signing out.